Welcome to the Church Basement Podcast. Today's topic is managing expectations. Grab yourself a cup of coffee or tea, strap on your running shoes, or pick up your knitting needles or crochet hook and join us. Let us introduce ourselves. I'm Pastor Amanda Zenzalo, and I serve as the pastor at Central Lutheran Church in Northeast Portland, Oregon. And I'm Don Miller, a member here at Central and the producer of the podcast. Okay, so we've been gone two weeks after four years almost yeah. of weekly podcasts. This time, however, it was kind of no choice. I had a very last minute unplanned trip that had to be taken and yes. podcasting fell off the priority list because it just wasn't going to happen. Absolutely. Then, interestingly, when we got back, there was still the possibility of taping one last week. And I finally made the choice to do something for myself. I did not put that kind of pressure on. Could it happen? Could have mm-hmm. gotten it done. But did I really want that extra pressure for those last two days after what had been in a very trying week? Yep. And I made the choice to be kind to myself. I'm so proud of you. It felt really, really wrong. <laughs> I'm sure it did. Yeah. So yeah. we decided to talk about these kind of managing what expectations we have of ourselves and trying to be better at this. And I would even say that this is a podcast about grace. Oh, sure. And how to have kind expectations and grace-filled expectations on things. Because that's what it was about last week. There was nothing that was going to be harmed by not having a podcast. No. People might have missed it, but no one was going to be actively harmed by it. And so to give grace and say, this is one thing that doesn't have to be done in the midst of a whole huge trauma bag full of things that have to be done in the midst of a pandemic. Yep. And that's what grace is about, I think. One of the many things that grace is about. Well, and especially as we're coming up on not only a contentious election cycle Mm -hmm. that seems to have been going on for four years, (laughs) but things just keep pile on because 2020 does not stop. And we don't know that 2021 is going to be any different. Probably not. So learning to deal with this and be kind and Give grace where you can is something we all really, really got to get a hold of. It's so hard. It's so incredibly hard. Okay, so I think the pandemic has kind of highlighted a lot of this, but this Mm -hmm. is something that we've all needed to work on for a very long time. So do you have any suggestions or ideas on how to do this for yourself? I mean, mine came out of necessity Mm -hmm. but it's still a choice. Absolutely. First thing that I will say is that everyone should hit pause on this and go to their social media accounts and follow the NAP ministry. Okay. And they're on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook. I don't know if they're on TikTok or not, but she is an amazing black woman who has done her doctoral work and research on rest and napping and saying no and setting boundaries. And she's incredible. She's absolutely incredible. And 
what she does in this is at the core heartbeat, I think from what I have experienced of her work, one of the core heartbeats that I have been able to engage in has been to understand the kind of productivity culture and the culture of get things done, always be active, have something to show for your day. What do you produce? What do you make? What are you working on all the time? All of that pressure and the urgency of that pressure. Oh, that is solidly my day. Right? Uh Uh-huh. All of that is a construct of colonialism and white supremacy and all of the ways in which the culture of capitalism and colonialism try to shift us from being people of joy and community and hope to being things that produce things. And how reclaiming your ability to rest, remember it's a commandment, Mm -hmm. and it's what God did on the seventh day, that reclaiming the ability to rest and to simply be is absolutely counter to all of those things that cause so many ills within our culture and society. Yeah. She's brilliant. She's absolutely brilliant. I'm Definitely going to have to take a look at this because this is a topic that you have suggested a few other times and I've <laughs> been poo-pooing it because I'm terrible at this. Yeah. I'm absolutely hard. terrible. Yeah. It is incredibly difficult. And what I've learned from her is that it's difficult for all of us trapped in this. It's even more difficult for black women oh, and black families. The first time I heard her was on NPR. And she was talking about how Black femme bodies had been in this country from the beginning used as production machines. Oh, sure. And that getting that out of the DNA and getting that out of the, you know, systemic and genetic makeup was her calling. And I had at first been like, oh, taking naps? How is that a ministry? What is this going to be about? And then as soon as I heard her talking about it, my brain was just like, mm-hmm. this is brilliant. This is so true. And so on the daily, I'll, I'll see one of her Instagram posts about go take a nap. Go say no. You were made to rest. This is a godly gift. This is a good thing to do. And it frees not only yourself, but it frees the other people around you to not be so caught in this web. And it's beautiful. It's terribly difficult. Oh, yeah. I'm real bad at it. I am a complete overfunctioner, And when, when I get in, like, not a good space, I'm super high overfunctioner. So to work at not overfunctioning, letting things go learning how to say, okay, there's not going to be a podcast this week. That's fine. I can do that for other people real easy. Mm -hmm. But then for me to be like, well, I didn't get all of my emails answered this week. I guess I'll try next week to answer as many as I can instead of I'm staying up another two hours and I'm going to answer all of these emails within 24 hours because I can't let it sit. Yeah. (laughs) Right? And it's not even that so so much as it will just sit there and I'll know I'm not doing it, the tension that that causes. Yeah. It's can be unbearable sometimes. It's really hard. And yet in those moments when we are able to rest, 
to say, nope, I'm going to let that go. I am not called to that activity in this moment. I know that I'm not saying no forever. And I'm not being lazy, which is part of what my head will supply. Mm -hmm. Right. But that I am conserving my energy for the things that I can uniquely offer to the world. And if I don't conserve my energy to offer those unique gifts, when they are called upon, I won't have the capacity to do them because I'll be burnt. And I think the pandemic has just heightened so much and the calls for racial equity have heightened so much. And for those of us who live in Portland, the consistent violence that we see perpetrated by our police department on the streets on a nightly basis. It's a lot. It's a lot. There's a lot of trauma in the air. And those kinds of things are calling up in us less capacity to make lists and scrub floors, right? Mm -hmm. And write creative writing pieces. My goodness, our church newsletter, it's going to be a week late. (laughs) Why? Because I can't sit and do creative writing right now. It's like pulling off my fingernails to do it. Well, that's the fascinating part about the pandemic. Supposedly, we have so much more time for things, right? Because you don't have all the social obligations and you don't have the commutes that you would normally, most of us who are lucky. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, the list of things that I feel like I should be doing is never learn a new language, no, that always feels frivolous to me. It's it's yeah. the, well, I should be doing this and this. And why aren't you doing that? And why are you taking naps? And the pandemic has not helped, I guess, is my point. No, it's just kind of upped the pressure. Pretty much. I think, right? And not relieved the pressure so much as increased it. And that's hard. Mm-hmm. Super hard. Okay, so do you have another technique for when you start hitting that anxiety level of, I shouldn't be taking a nap. I should be doing the five other things on my list. Yeah. So the other day I specifically made a choice. It had just started raining outside, but it was warm enough for me. It was raining and it was slightly chilly and it sounded beautiful and it felt beautiful outside and the fire smoke was just clearing out kind of a thing. And so I was going to make the choice to lay on my hammock for 10 minutes without looking at my phone for those 10 minutes Whoa! that I was going to lay there and listen to the rain for 10 minutes out of my day and not engage in any of the 50,000 different things that my head shoulds all over my brain. And what I ended up doing is I talked to myself about it and said, okay, this is 10 minutes. That's all it is. It's a tiny portion of the day. This is the equivalent of a meditation time, but this is not a, I'm not doing meditation, right? It's not another should, you should be meditating in Mm -hmm. order to feel better. This was just laying and listening to the rain. So I'm going to set an alarm on my phone for 10 minutes from now, and I'm not going to pick it back up or do anything until that alarm goes off. And it was fairly torturous in the (laughs) sense of my brain was like, trying so hard to like slow down but that's what they say about the beginning of rest that when you start to try to disconnect yourself from this productivity action is required urgency panic driven kind of stuff that it's gonna be hard to disconnect 
it's going to be hard to allow yourself those moments of quiet and calm. And so it was really hard. And probably by minute eight, I had managed about 45 seconds (laughs) of like actually being like, wow, that's really beautiful rain. And this is lovely air to breathe. And I'm so grateful for rain and air. And the rest of the time was probably spent saying, come on, God, help me, help me, help me, help me slow down, help me slow down, help me slow down, help me slow down. I can't do this. I can't do this. I can't do it. Right. But what I'm offering as a tool is to say, set an alarm, choose a really limited amount that you could convince your own spirit. 10 minutes out of my day is less time than I spend scrolling Twitter. Sure. It's less time than I spend scrolling Instagram. So I'm going to take 10 minutes and just rest and not be productive in any way. Because I could say Twitter is staying current with current activities Mm -hmm. and Instagram is moments of education around anti-racism work and Black Lives Matter in my feed. And Facebook is getting an update on what is happening in people's lives and what's happening within the city and those kinds of pieces, right? So the social media is kind of mindless, I say with air quotes, Mm -hmm. scrolling is actually still has productivity involved. Mm -hmm. And so to choose to say for the next five minutes, maybe that's all you start with and you set an alarm to say for the next five minutes, I'm going to practice being nonproductive. That in itself is being productive because you've now made it a goal instead of something you're doing. But nonetheless, it's a baby step, right? I think all I have are baby steps. Because even when I'm setting a goal of I'm going to sit here and enjoy the rest of my tea. Yeah. Which is not a big thing. But for me, that amount of time it takes me to drink my tea uh-huh. is still very hard because uh-huh. I've got eight other things I need to be making my lunch while I'm making my breakfast, while I'm chopping my this, while I'm working <laughs> on that so I can put this in my bag so I don't forget it when I get, oh man. Mm-hmm. It's nearly impossible. Oh, I can't slow down. It's hard. Yeah. So follow the nap ministry. Learn from her. Let her challenge you. And set tiny, kind goals. Forgive yourself when you don't meet them. <laughs> and keep trying. Yeah. It has been in some ways easier to say no to things in the pandemic But in other ways, it's harder Mm -hmm. because realistically, what else am I going to be doing other than being here? So I guess I do have the time for things. That is the myth that I think I keep running into. And that's a myth that's worth letting go of because there's so much going on in the news and in those kinds of spaces that the amount that our brains are processing, even within the pandemic, there's not extra time. It's different time. It is different time. Okay, that's going to lead me to my last question. Have you gotten any better at this? Because I know I haven't. (laughs) Baby steps. Little bits and pieces. I have been trying really, really hard since Izzy died to slow down my pressure on myself. Yep. To give bits of grace and to give space in my days. It's even harder working from home to work only three of four or two of three, <laughs> see, uh-huh. um, it'll be a 12-hour workday just because I woke up and I want to get things done mm-hmm. that people are relying on me for. So it's even harder to limit to an eight-hour day when you have a salary position and you love what you do. <laughs> yeah. 
And so I'm trying really hard to work on that. I'm trying really hard to let it be okay when I drop a ball and when I completely forget to get my newsletter articles in. And so it means the newsletter is going to be a week late. And that's my fault. It has nothing to do with our admin. It was 100% my fault. She sent me all the reminders in the world. Mm -hmm. And I still didn't get it done. And so I'm just learning how to try to forgive myself, to embrace being human, drink tea, take deep breaths, all the tips and tricks that we try to find. And I look at the Instagram post from the NAP ministry and I see her give permission for resting and closing eyes and not answering emails and saying no. And I cry a little bit and I try to remember that applies to me too. Mm-hmm. And it's hard. It's it is. It's hard. It, it's fascinating. I see my husband struggle with similar issues and with the death of his father. Mm-hmm. It has gotten us both to pause and really start to think about what are our priorities? What do you want to spend your time doing? What does bring you joy? Yeah. Because that is worth spending time on. Absolutely. Which is so not where the culture of America really is. No. Well, good luck, everybody. It's hard work. It is. Well, thank you, Pastor Amanda, for taking the time to help us learn a little more about managing expectations. I look forward to sitting down with you another week on another topic. As do I. And thank you all for joining us here. We're keeping this one a little bit short this week, so you have a few extra minutes to rest. And we hope that you will do so. Be kind to yourself and may you rest kindly. Until we are back in your ears again, remember, God loves you no matter what.